coming up after almost 365 days, Chris Rock finally responds to the whole slap fiasco at the Oscars. So we're going to talk about it because that's what this podcast is about. See what I mean? I told you your mic wasn't on. Hit the music. podcast time i'm al and i'm michaela he's laughing at me (laughs) don't be laughing listen okay before we started i always mute kayla's mic but i'll ask her are you gonna say anything in the intro and i'll be like and she said nah and then soon as i get started she got something to say in a muted mic and i forgot (laughs) we talked about it just a sound effect it's all good (laughs) two seconds before we started no, my mind bad. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> my name is Al. We already said that. Oh, we doing it again. And my name is Michaela. And welcome to the why? Why you? Why you? Why you? Why you? Podcast. <laughs> um. Okay. I gotta admit something Wait. real quick. Wait. So, uh, recording is a little late. It's Monday night at about eight eighteen. Mm-hmm. And I just got out of improv class or a remote improv class. I'm a little silly right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the delirium starts kicking in after a certain point. So if this kind of goes off the rails a little bit, judge yourselves for, for thinking about why mm-hmm. you judging me. Why you? Exactly. Me. Exactly. So um, as I said in the, in the intro, mm-hmm. Chris Rock had his live stand up on Netflix yeah, yeah. on um Saturday night. And um really everybody's been talking about the part that they watched it for, the part that I watched it for. Mm-hmm. Cause somebody made it about three minutes in. I made it like twenty minutes. Look, you yeah. first of all, <laughs> I was tired. It's been a long I week. A I was working, you know, a long time. And I got home and got comfortable. And mm-hmm. then you had reminded me that, well, actually, I mean, you said it. I guess you reminded yourself because really I I wasn't even paying attention that it was um that he was going to be doing a, a Netflix live special. Mm-hmm. And, I was like, and then when you said it, I was like, when Netflix started doing live stuff, that's he was the, like, they, the uh, they this is the first thing. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And then uh, he was like, you know, it's going to be playing. So, and then you put it on. Yep. I was like, okay. Um, Twitter reminded me actually because okay. I was scrolling through, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that is a thing." And I, I first I told myself I really didn't want to watch it, mm-hmm. but then I was like, y- "You might Let, as well." Let's start there. What the thought uh, process you had when you was like, "I really don't want to watch it." Honestly, What's your reasoning. So it had nothing to do with like how I feel about the situation or like any of that. Mm-hmm. The last Chris Rock special that I saw, I forget the name of it, but he talked about like his affair and his divorce. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really feeling it. And sometimes like some people with their comedy, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And then as they get older, sometimes it wanes or it changes because, you know, times change, tastes change. Um, so originally 
Like I, I didn't really want to hear it. And then it was like, uh, you know, he waited till he got a deal and good on him. He gets his money. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, now it's now it's just like a show. And yeah. he was going to save. I mean, he was smart to save the part that everybody came for at Until the, the end. Because then, you know, you got to make your money somehow. But I just, I don't know. Make I just money, wasn't really. Hopeful, I can't stand hopeful, you. I can't. Hopeful for today. Where is Twista anyway? I feel like I ask this like once every six months. Hey, he's living his life. Um, he's probably happy that everybody done remixed Beyonce song with his beat. About to say he's still living off that overnight celebrity uh, money. Oh, that too. But I was talking about his song with her. Because they had put the beat of that song over um, Beyonce's Cuff It. And that's been like the soundbite for TikTok for a long time. How stupid am I? How did I not know that beat was to a Twista song? You know that? No. Oh, yeah, it's to that song, Weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wow. hear it now, huh? Nope. Really? I hear Beyonce's version. Oh. Because it was on song? TikTok for a while. Michaela. <laughs> you know I don't know words, but Mikayla. that's how the beat sound. <laughs> how am I going to remember the song? And then, and then I don't remember none of that. Okay. I'm going to have to look I it up. I ain't talking about the original Beyonce version of Cuff It, but um, no, somebody remixed. I know what you're talking about. Put his beat on it because first, um, it was on TikTok. Someone had mixed it, yeah. and then Beyonce actually did, did an official, yeah, uh, interpolation, right, right. Of it. And I'm sure he getting royalties off of it. Yeah, so he, he living all that uh, Beyonce bread, right? But uh, getting back to it, well, <laughs> how do we get on to I don't know. Like to... I said, the okay. delirium starts kicking in after a certain point. That's why we don't talk this late. Because actually, the best times that we talk, and I know I'm about to go on another sidebar, but it's it's like me, be a lot of sidebar. The three of us will be in the bed. Eighty will be knocked out, mm. and then we'll start talking shit to each other, but whispering at the same time. Because you'll say something. I'll be like, now you know full damn well. Here you go. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah. I'm like, ooh, let me not like laugh too loud. You're going to wake up. up. <laughs> I can't stand you. Oh. But um, the whole thing, uh, I think the crowd was a little uh, apprehensive. So there oh, weren't was, as many. On. I was singing that, hopeful for today. That's how we got on Twister. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to remember, how do we get on Twister? Okay, back to the crowd. You know the terrible part? I was ready to move on. Back to the crowd. I'm listening. And I swear, (laughs) the way we think (laughs) is that once we're no longer thinking about what we were trying to find, Mm -hmm. that's when the answer comes because we have moved on to something else. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, in the far memory bank. Yep. Okay, the crowd. So I think, like, they weren't as live, and maybe that's a – an indicator to me that like some people will laugh and mm-hmm. some people are just there to be there, mm-hmm. but to see what's going to be said. Yeah. Let me buy these tickets to see what he's going to say. <laughs> and then at one point I just remember like being on my phone mm-hmm. cause I was just like, all right, like, and maybe that's me wanting to get to the point mm-hmm. cause that's what I wanted to see. So I might have to like watch it again and not be so judgmental mm-hmm. because I feel like, you know, he had held on for so long and now he want to say something and mm-hmm. it's almost coming up to a year. Now it's a little bit of both for me. Okay. Being judgmental. <laughs> Cause I'm like, <laughs> Oh, now you want to say something. Oh, now you want to um, say something. Also, 
his style is not really my comedic type of style that I enjoy watching. Like even when he had them HBO specials back in the day, I really didn't like just watch it. Mm -hmm. Like if it was on, then I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. But it it wasn't like, oh my God, I got to watch this special Mm -hmm. of Chris Rock. Cause like sometimes his uh, comedy can be cringy to me and I'd be like, some stuff be funny and some stuff I'd be like, okay. Yeah. And then sometimes he seemed like he'd be trying too hard. Yeah. And I'd be like, uh, it's a little cheesy, but okay. Yeah. That I told my mom that cause I told her to watch the last bit and she's like, I don't really want to watch it. <laughs> and I'm like, well just, you know, for that particular part, yeah. watch it. But I told her, I said, um, when I was a kid and I saw bigger and blacker, Mm-hmm. You know, as a teenager, okay. When I was a teenager, excuse me. Because when you was okay, I shut up. <laughs> I've already downed myself. Thank you. But um, as a teenager, that style was funny. Mm-hmm. But I really hadn't been introduced to too many standups at that point. I think the only other one I had heard on tape was Eddie Murphy. On See, on tape. As a teenager, I used to watch Comic View all the time. Oh yeah, that's right. Like. Coming View was good. Yeah. But um, I didn't, you know, sometimes you'll watch it because someone else had watched it. Yeah. But um, so some of the jokes will kind of go over my head, unless it's the sexual jokes, because then everybody do sexual jokes. <laughs> and my style of comedy that I was used to was sketch mm-hmm. with In Living Color and Mad TV. So that like theirs was different. So when mm-hmm. it came to stand up, I thought, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And then. I watched that same stand-up, I want to say like five years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And I remember not laughing as much as I had when I saw it the, the first few times. Mm-hmm. So it's like my taste had changed over those years. So when I watched the last one uh, a couple years ago, I remember not really laughing. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of started to understand. I understand where you're coming from. Where mm-hmm. like his style now because it it it's a lot of racial jokes. Yeah. Um and that's cool. A lot of racial stuff, political stuff. Mm-hmm. Um you know, stuff about other celebrities and stuff like that. He talked a lot about cancel culture. Yeah. And whenever people start talking about cancel culture, mm-hmm. I check out cuz I'm like You tired of hearing it? You think it's like oversaturated? I think once people um have to uh what's the word? They have to admit that cancel culture exists Mm -hmm. and how they combat it or however they do it, they are more concerned about it than anything. Yeah. And then it's like, have you done any extra work to get better? Or you just focus on what if I say this, they're going to cancel me Mm -hmm. or I'm going to get canceled tonight or something like that. Like just shut up and do the jokes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it's good, then you'll get the laughs. But if it's not good, that means you need to work hard. I think Cat Williams said something in that same. He actually said that. Mm. And I'm I'm trying to take it as my own thing and I I'm I don't mean to. But he was like, you know, if the jokes are good, mm-hmm. people will laugh. laugh. But if they're not good, you need to write better. You yeah. need to focus on your craft instead of worrying about cancel culture. And I know I watched like the what first twenty minutes before I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. So I know I gotta go back and rewatch it. Like since then I saw like clips to like um, get ready for the show and stuff and then um, just saw like some feedback on like Twitter and stuff of you know what people had to say mm-hmm. like some people liked it some people didn't some people you know had their own um, ideas about it and stuff like that too and I know yeah. a lot of people were like um, it seemed like he always talking about 
our people, like as yeah. black people, instead of like, you know, talking about well, I guess some people's like, well, he talk about everybody. Um, but he do be like going hard on our people though. Mm-hmm. More than like the white folks. Right. You know? Or anybody else. And I mean I I get it because uh sometimes that's what you know. Mm-hmm. Like if that's how you were raised and you kind of go hard on your own people, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Like um Marlon had done a stand up one time and you know Marlon his his uh material's good. Yeah. But he don't like really go in on us like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um he going to talk about himself, he going to talk about his experiences and that's kind of what I gravitate to now. Yeah. Cuz when we do the podcast, we talk, we joke, but we're talking about our experience right. and how we navigate through things. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's um really like raw and harsh. Sometimes it's whimsical and crazy, mm-hmm. but like that is our experience being black and married. Mm-hmm. And some people gravitate to it. Some people don't. Some people prefer other types that are, are a little bit. Uh, can, I, I, can I call it ratchet? I don't know. If, I don't know if that goes too hard on us. Like mm-hmm. that would make me hypocritical. But some people like stuff like that. So they gravitate more to it. And you know, I don't uh, care about the word ratchet because they call Shreveport Ratchet City. So, I mean, I grew up here in that. I mean. <laughs> ratchet City Sway. Hey. I mean. Um, you know. And then, like, so, you know how I was saying, like, some of his stuff be, like, cringy, like, right? Yeah. So, you know how some, like, comedians, like you said, with Marlon, like, he'll joke and do stuff like that. Um, but he don't, like, go in, like, with Chris. I'm saying Chris, like, we first name basically. <laughs> so, you know, so you know with Chris, you know, with right? Chris, this is what he does. I sat um, down with him one time, and <laughs> I let him know he go a little too hard on But us. he be using, he be, like, throwing names out there. And so, like, people were saying, like, it was super cringy, like, when he was talking about MJ, Michael uh, Jackson, and uh, R. Kelly and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you, you throwing names and stuff. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know if and that's the way like, you want to go. Well, how to. you gonna do that and not pull up uh, Harvey and all that? You know, people like that. Um, not Steve Harvey. Uh, what's his name? Weinstein. And that first name Harvey. Who? Oh, Weinstein. Weinstein. I was like, and my and bad. His first name Harvey. Yes. Oh, Kayla. We you have know, been. Bad with names. We have been watching the Steve Harvey. I know. Show that's why heavy. I was trying to clarify. I know. So when you said so you it, I'm like, I was talking about the family feud. I was like, what does Steve Harvey do? <laughs> Mi- not Mr. Hightower. He helping the kids. Anyway, and then he was like, talk about uh, uh, Lamar Odom. Oh, no. yeah. He called him. Um, Crackhead. Yeah. The Kardashians. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, that you, you kind of check out. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was at. You know, you were very comfortable on the couch, and I was like, "Man, comfortable until I was knocked out and sleep, and probably you uh, were sleep at that point, snoring." Let me. If you don't stop, when asking, I woke up, was it after? It was after. You was watching something else, right? I started playing the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I woke up looking all lost. You was like, "Is, <laughs> is it? Is it over?" <laughs> I was like, "What time is it?" I remember saying that. Yep. It was, like, it's, it? It was over like thirty minutes ago. Oh. He don't carry your ass Because they did have to sleep early. He did. So he was like knocked out. He did. I think he would sleep like 8.30. He did. So now, mm-hmm. now we get to the part, uh, we stalling just like Chris. <laughs> we we But he finally gets to the point about the incident. Yeah. And um, 
some of it was okay. He did mess up a joke. And that was the cool thing about seeing it live. And they actually kept it in there was that he messed up one of the jokes. Mm -hmm. And goodness, it's late. That's why my throat doing what it's doing. Need some of this water? No, I got my own water. Thank you. Drink it yourself. But um, that is the only part anybody is talking about. Because that was what everybody wanted to see. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel... And you watched it like before we started recording. You you yeah, watched, I watched that, that bit. Part. He went pretty hard on Jada, and that's the. I'm point. like, why he got to keep calling her bitches like ten, twenty times? Yeah, like well, he went hard, and he said it hard. Too. He was talking about Will at that point, well, and he was talking about both of them. Though, I mean, he called her. Well, he did, too. but I, but like that particular part. Well, yeah, that particular part he was talking about him, and yeah. then he went on to her, and he still, you know, called her that. But I'm like, collectively. He got both both of them. Yep, and it, and it's like, okay, at to me, and I think because of like the style of how I'm how I've been doing things and how I'm learning now, mm-hmm. a bit can run too long. Mm. Like we get the point, right, right, right. But I think for him, and he like, had been let doing. Me, let me air it out. Yeah, he finally. had been doing this material for a year to prepare for this special right mm-hmm. but for this i think like that was his opportunity to call him out since it's broadcasted yeah like like you said it's probably the same material he had been doing when he was on the road but mm-hmm. of course it wasn't like televised so now it's televised so it's like let me get it out well um is that what you're saying well what i'm saying is typically with comedians what they do and goodness i don't want this to come across the wrong way but this is how i've understood it mm-hmm. okay that way i don't i don't want to mansplain it to you yeah don't do that i'm not trying to but um a comedian will go across the country and they will have their material and they'll perform the same stuff to kind of like move their jokes around stuff like that and then when they actually film the special anybody who actually saw it before that special was filmed already know the jokes yeah you are mansplaining it because okay I, I so then for it. you <laughs> for anybody else that don't know then that's for you cool mm-hmm. okay he's mansplaining it to y'all now <laughs> i'm not trying to okay it's you know how sometimes you i'm thinking like logically because if i explain how my brain is working mm-hmm. then i can actually like say what i want to say because i it's like that little you know but I, I don't mean to explain it as if you don't know. Right. Anyway. So um, someone had already given out some of the jokes before the special aired. Because, on like Twitter or something? Yeah. They were like, Chris Rock just got up here and said uh, the concussion joke. Mm-hmm. And said he also was talking about how I watched Emancipation just to see him get whipped and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we already that, knew the that joke That joke was, was also cringy too. It was. Because it's like. I already don't like people joking about slavery. Right. Because that's already a sensitive subject. Right. And the fact that that particular story was based on a true story, too. So at at that moment, I started thinking about the family of that particular person. I'm like, ooh, that may not land well with them. Mm -hmm. Because Will was trying to tell a story despite this whole slap situation happened. Like, he filmed this movie before the whole slap stuff. So he was trying to, you know, tell a story to the world. Exactly. But no, we gotta we gotta make slavery jokes and stuff like that. Like that's an old school kind of joke telling. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, all right, Chris, like, come on now, 
just say what you got to say. But for his final line to be, you know, my parents raised me. And one thing that they taught me is that you don't fight in front of white people. people. And then you drop the mic and that was the end of the show. I'm like, okay. And I said this to my mom too. Like having to live under that sort of, we don't do these sort of things because we don't want the white folks to judge us. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, then people don't really get to live their authentic lives because they're constantly worried about what someone else is going to say. Careful. Be careful. Um, And I said, I said that like the way I was raised Mm -hmm. was kind of under that. You know what I mean? Like we don't do this. We don't talk like this. We carry ourselves a certain way. But that was more be that stereotypical blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was more like a survival tactic. Mm -hmm. And now it's like to constantly still feel like you're living that way. It's draining and Mm -hmm. it's unbearable. And sometimes you feel like you can't get out of your own way. So kind of like to be reminded of that when you're watching a comedy show, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I I'm not feeling it. So I waited 50 minutes to get to the stuff that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And there was like one good, one good chuckle in there. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. So, um, with what you saw and we both have to go back and watch it with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Do you think him waiting for a special was a good thing? Or do you feel like he, I don't want to word this. Like he held a grudge so that he could make money off it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I feel like he probably was being like strategic. Like he released it a week before the Oscars. So he get buzz again so that people can be talking about the slap and the, um, the stand-up comedy. He probably had like a publicist, you know, tell him, you know, to do something like that or his like lawyer or something or somebody. Um, I mean, because right after it happened last year, I mean, he went right into doing his on the road stuff. So it didn't stop him from like working and stuff like that. Um, I guess his team probably just told him, you know, we're going to build this up. We're going to milk it, you know. So he milked it and got what I think it was what, $40 million. Probably so. Uh, Netflix deal, I think. Man. That's what I um I heard. That's what they said on the view. Like forty million dollars. So I, I mean, mean he milked it and got paid. He did. Um The most famous slap. And I feel like honestly, he built it up. Cause I feel like he's probably not as angry as he has to portray to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he just built it up to make money. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like at some point him and Will gonna have a sit down. Uh I don't know if it's gonna be on camera or off camera. I feel like at some point that's going to happen. Would it be strategic? Because I, I, I feel I like, like it would be like both of their teams going to make it a way either to make money or to get more um, publicity and milk it the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, something's going to happen. They're going to build it up some kind of way. I feel like it. That's I was, what I feel. I was going to say pay-per-view, but they don't really <laughs> do pay-per-view. Any well, they meet. I they do, but like I wouldn't pay fifty dollars for that. I'd it would watch be like another a twenty twenty. I feel like, like okay twenty twenty special. They could hell. They could do it on Netflix again. Make that it live. Too. 
that too. Okay, so if I they know did, that, it probably uh, it probably gonna do like red table talk. I feel like it'll be something bigger. Yeah, that first of all, that's, that's her platform, and I feel like that's not gonna work. Yeah, now at some point they need to have a conversation. Yeah, but I think for the slap alone, it should just they be need to sit down. The man folk. Now let's say that um, will. Will's been trying to reach out and make amends. Mm-hmm. After that interview he did. Is, he apologized and all that stuff. Is Chris justified not like meeting him halfway and trying to make amends? I think it's because of this special. Like okay. I feel like he was trying to, you know, milk the whole situation leading up to this. That's why I said I feel like after this, something's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. he was just like, well, I feel like. He's probably like, let me get this out first, and then we'll address the other stuff after that. So how? Okay, I agree. Mm-hmm. I I I definitely agree. Because I feel like if they had, if he responded any time before that, it would lessen the blow of this <laughs> the special. Because he got popped so, in the mouth. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. No pun intended. Um, uh, definitely pun intended on my part. <laughs> um. <laughs> And so it wouldn't like um, hit so many people. So <laughs> come on now, oh you're walking right into them. <laughs> Why did I use the verbiage? Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Such violence, Michaela. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it would weaken the impact. <laughs> impact. <laughs> stick like a jab. Come on, baby. Stick and move. No, hold Bye-bye. on. Let me get it. Because he played me, Ali. Let me get it out. You know oh how to fight. <laughs> Oh. Ooh, what I'm trying to say <laughs> <laughs> Now you can't say it Because you feel like I'm going to jump all over it It's cool Okay deep breaths deep breaths right, right. What I'm trying to say is um, People wouldn't be In such an outrage Of the different jokes In the um, special If he had accepted The apology so soon mm-hmm. Or if he had a sit down with him so soon I feel like they had to, you know, build this up so that this can come out. And then maybe like a couple of months from now or maybe even around the Oscar time or maybe after, you know, we never know that they'll actually have a sit down and it be televised and then the world can see it. Gotcha. Um, I agree. Or with if that. they if it's not televised, maybe they'll have a sit down and then they're going to have a press release uh, type up of what happened. I yeah. I agree with all of that. Like. Yeah. Um, it was well played by Chris to wait and tell it on his own terms. Someone was going to buy the rights. I mean, with Netflix, uh, changing up people, sharing passwords and making everybody get their own subscriptions, Man. they got the money to Treat. pay for it. Right. So I get it. Right. Um, now I, I do hope, and I said this before that at some point they can, at least come to a point where it's not going to be awkward. Mm -hmm. But I do still think that after they talk, he, uh, Chris and Jada need to have a a conversation. Right. But it has to be where they're actually listening to each other. Cause I don't know, just looking at them Mm -hmm. and trying to gauge their personalities. Someone going to say something and no one's going to, like the other person not listening, and it's like and Jada already be off the wall and stuff. She well, wrong for all them entanglements, and you know whatever Will did, he mm-hmm. did what he did too, 
And it's like, if y'all gonna be together, y'all gonna be together. If y'all not, then don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah. She from Baltimore, right? Uh, I believe so. Mm, I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> That's how you get shot. Anyway, they gonna be um, looking for you. I seen the wire. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Makes no sense. But I would say that um, as far as comedy specials go, not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I wish it was better for the amount of money that they spent on that special. I wanted more. And maybe and I, oh. it's just because of the style. And we talked about that. Just yeah. it, it didn't fit. Cause I'm gonna say like when I watch stand up stuff, I'm ready for like good busting laughing. Yeah. I know I'm not gonna get that from him because his style is really not the style I normally gravitate to. Mm-hmm. You know, I like people that be like like back in the day when we went to that Ricky Smiley one. Oh, like yeah. I know he gonna have me laughing. People like Arnez J. You remember Arnez? I remember Arnez. He used to have me good busting laughing when I used to watch it on Come With You. Yep. Like styles like that be making me laugh. Early Kevin Hart. Yeah, used to have me like that. Cat mm-hmm. Williams mm-hmm. used to have me like that, and the two Eddie Murphy specials that I those I hold those near and dear to my heart. But I think, I think there are always different storytelling types. Yeah, and for him, it just comes across as um big. Oh boy, <laughs> it's gonna be so bad. What? But like big cheese and how you doing there, boss? Like mm-hmm. that. That's old mm-hmm. and is tired. Yeah. And I mean, he's been doing it for so long. That's all, that's never going to change. Mm-hmm. So good for him. But let's. I feel like his movies are better than his standup. Certain movies, not all of them. I'm about to say. Uh, I mean, I would, I can stomach his movies better than I can his stand-up. That stand-up. I, I, that's yeah. Right. Stand up. <laughs> stand up. I can't talk. No, my. I guess, like, when you talk about his movies, can you give me, like, one... I thought you were about to say five. I'd be like, I no, cannot give you five. I was going to say five, uh-huh. but then I was like, that's not fair. Okay. That is not fair. And I'm, t- I'm, not, I'm not talking animated, so none of that Madagascar that's tree. Not- I mean, they're not bad. They are not bad movies, just you can't use Madagascar. Okay. So, could you name one... Chris Rock movie that's like I would watch that over and over. Um, I would watch New Jack City, but not before Chris oh. Rock. <laughs> oh, he, just, he he. So you mean to tell me he gets a watch? He gets a watch by association. But he is. Um, I mean, I do um, reference his character a lot when I be like, keep calling me, calling me, calling. Me. I re- <laughs> I reference that because of him, but it's not like he was good busting funny in that. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember seeing that uh, top five movie, but that was only once, but it was decent. It was really because of the other people who was in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot we about saw it top. Once we saw it in, in the, the theater. theater mm-hmm. And I think that's the last time I saw it. But Same. It was funny, really, because of the other people, like the people who played his family. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Okay. Um, I would say The Longest Yard. I haven't seen it enough to know. Mm. It's not even a, uh, he's in it. Yeah. But that's an Adam Sandler movie. Gotcha. And um, then that, I think I love my wife. I only saw like bits and pieces of it. I only saw it once. Um, So like, you would have to say everybody hates Chris. And that's not even a movie. That's his TV show. Right. I enjoy the show, but because of the characters. I mean, yeah. he's narrating it. Yeah. And this is, I mean, is it his real life? 
I mean, no, it was for the, it was ex- for the show. It's exaggerated. Yeah, exaggerated. Now, I, yeah, I did enjoy the show, but because of the character. Yeah. <laughs> like the one who played Chris and Terry Crews' character and uh, what's her name that played the mama? Uh, uh, Tish, 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 Tashina, Tashina Arnold. I can't never pronounce her name. Uh, Pam. I be calling her Pam. Pam. I'm gonna meet her one day, and she gonna be like, "You're not gonna call me that. I've done other stuff. I got a show out right now. I guess I don't know. She doing something on Bounce? Uh, no, it's not. It's not Bounce. Don't. don't. She doing the neighborhood with Cedric and Yeah, that's the one. Oh, uh, CBS. I believe. Okay, good for Cedric. Mm-hmm. You know. We talking about other people, <laughs> but um, I can't. I'm still going through my head like, what? What is a movie that you could think of where I'm like, oh, it's a Chris Rock Shall film. I Google? Go ahead, <laughs> like Down to Earth. Um, it was all right. Which one was that? One? That what was the one where he's the stand up comedian that dies, and then they put him into the body of an old white rich man, uh, and he lives that life for a while before he like. I think I saw it once. Takes the body over of another black comedian or something like that. I never did see him in the new style He was in that. I forgot. That's the one he directed. I think he did. Yeah, uh, Samuel Jackson was in it. He was. Yep. I ain't. I ain't see. I heard it was I bad. Ain't see it either. <laughs> I heard it. Was, I heard it was doo doo. So it was we a dolomite. Uh, dolomite is my name. Yeah, with Eddie. I ain't know. I'm trying to remember him. Where he, who he played we, I've only seen it once. Yeah, I remember we, we talked saw it about on it. Netflix. We talked about it on the podcast. What, oh, two you years know ago? what? He was actually good in Death at a Funeral. Mm, I don't remember. I mean, I've seen it, That's but I don't really Martin remember. Lawrence. It. Yeah, it's and Peter because Dinklage. him and because him and Martin Lawrence are like. You know, in it together, so he's actually decent. Okay, but mm, I I didn't even remember that. Oh, one. you know what? Okay, it's funny when you look at his list. Oh, yeah. But you know what? what I mean, got? are we are we counting animation? Because Osmosis Jones used to be my movie. Osmosis Jones was good, and also when I saw this, I was like, it's because of the other people too. But he was funny in it. You setting it up. I'm setting it up because I, we always referencing stuff from this movie sometimes. <laughs> to say it, you head said head of state. Oh he yeah, is the head of state. Okay, <laughs> but even like even when I think about it, you think Brady I'm Mac. thinking about the other people you think, around yeah. him. Um, okay, those are decent. Ah, well, <laughs> <laughs> what CB <CB4>. four? <laughs> okay, okay. That's the one. Yeah. That that is the one. Because without him and everybody else, but because I guess maybe of like where we're at right now, that wouldn't have popped up in my head. I'm pretty sure somebody's listening to this and yelled out C before and feel vindicated Probably ten so. minutes later after we brought it up. How'd you feel about grown ups? Yeah. It was all right. Because of the other people. But it was it was really that's a movie where Adam Sandler got his friends together and was like, Let's make a movie and make some money mm-hmm. at a at a uh I wanna get chocolate wasted. <laughs> so throw out some more because I know there's some more on there. Uh I don't remember him and me, myself and Irene. What? Well, he was in it. Was he? It say on you. I've seen that movie. You know what it no no no. Here's what happened. What? It was when they transitioned from uh um what's his name? Um Jim Carrey and mm-hmm. those three black kids growing up to be adults mm-hmm. and they were watching a stand up. 
So it went from, I think, Richard Pryor to Chris Rock, mm-hmm. and he was telling the joke about, um, I like getting my salad toss joke. Oh, okay. Yep. Gotcha. So that's was, why he's in there. When was he in Beverly Hills Cop 2? Um, I remember Damon being in Beverly Hills Cop 1. Beverly Hills Cop 2. I haven't, I've seen three the most. So two, he's in there somewhere. I remember him in Boomerang because wasn't he like the male? He was a male guy. Yeah. But yeah. Who did he play in Dr. Doolittle? He was uh, the hamster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does great. In my opinion. He does great animation. Yeah. Voiceover work is good for his style that works. But when it comes to like him as an actor, I don't, I'm not a fan. And I guess voiceover work. Because um, when he do tell stuff, he do tell it more of a storytelling mode. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it's the, the voice that goes with it. It does lend itself better to animation. So when you go into that, you got your Madagascars, your Osmosis Jones. He even was in B-Movie. Yeah, he was. So it's That's like, I'll give him that. That's fair. Right, right. But with the other stuff. I never, I never thought to myself, ooh, a live action Chris Rock movie. Let mm-hmm. me go pay my seventeen dollars for a ticket <laughs> and pay fifty dollars for the food because I'm gonna have a grand old. No, I never thought of that. But animation, he could he could probably voice a really solid video game character probably. of like somebody you run into every once in a while mm-hmm. and then get tired of them and find a way to get rid of them like that. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So this was a really a long-winded way of saying like some people find their niche Mm -hmm. when it comes to comedy Mm -hmm. sometimes what they do works and sometimes it doesn't and that's okay and with this entire situation that happened he found himself a way to to make a good amount of money right and uh not have to you know what's the word break down his body like we do Mm -hmm. like common folk be out here trying to rub these coins together to hope it make a dollar. You know what I'm saying? These last two <laughs> I got to paint my lights. Let me go ahead and take these nickels and pray to the Lord. A dollar going to come through. It's terrible. That is awful. But I hope through all of this mm-hmm. that everybody can get to a point where it can go away. What can go away? The situation. Oh. Like, everybody. People. I can't talk. People. (laughs) Mr. Principal (laughs) Penpail. I was going there, too. I was like, it do sound like I'm saying that. You talking about when people stop talking about the slap? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 10 years down the line, people still going to be talking about that. Well, that will be the time when Will Smith can actually go back to the Oscars. So, they're going to bring it back up. Mm -hmm. So, it'll probably never what they say, he can come back after 10 years? Yeah. Okay. He is banned from the Oscars for 10 years. Mm. I'm like, this would be like one of those moments where like, okay, you remember when the whole ear thing happened with uh, Mike Tyson and Holyfield? That's It'd be it. like that. Like people will still go back and reference it. You remember when this happened? How long did it take for them to get uh, cool with each other? Probably a couple of years. Cause that, that was a whole maiming of somebody. Yeah. Like you bit my whole ear. It's like all you one man just got smacked across the mouth. You gonna hold a grudge, man? Suck that shit up, B. Right. People get maybe slapped need, every day. Maybe B. they need to take some advice from them. 
Like, how did y'all get back cool again? Hey, let me tell you something. If Mike Tyson give you some advice, you're going to listen. Because Mike Tyson still got them beasts of hands. Yeah. Because if you don't listen, he going to knock gonna you out. He going to knock you into next week. He still got that. He still got that demon in his in his mind. <laughs> he not going to play with you. You know At what all. I'm saying? That melatonin starting to creep in. So I creep. Yeah. All right. Tion T. Boz Watkins. What's her last name? Uh, I thought you was right. Oh. Hey. I don't remember stuff. Hey, you remember that? I tried. All right, my people. Um, It's now time for the weekly motivation. Weekly. Mo- you was actually right. Tanise Watkins. Hey. You know things. I kind of know things. No, I, I I be knowing things. And that, that actually kind of segues into what mine will be. Okay. But because you're the best, because you're the greatest, do you want to go first or you want me to go nah, first? No, go ahead because you're about to segue into it. You got it. Let me, look at you. I can't. Hold on. All right, I'm going to set this up. I sent this to you last week mm-hmm. on uh the Blick Talk. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this. Okay, make sure it's not too loud because you know I don't like stuff blaring out people's ears. Tell yourself that you're not actually that good at what you do. You're not actually that skilled with the skill sets that you have. You're not actually that creative. You're not actually that smart. And that maybe, or what's more likely, is that you are that creative. You do know those things. You are that skilled at what you do. You are that good at the job that you have. But you're so hypercritical of yourself that you tell yourself if you have the ability to do those things, that must mean that it's of a very low caliber and that anybody else can do it because you don't give yourself the opportunity to even imagine the idea that you could do things at a higher level than other people. Something to consider, that you may just have value in the things that you do, and you're being overly critical of the fact that you can do those things. So, um, the thing about my TikTok is that I've had, um, I've had people send me motivational videos so much that one will creep in like that, Mm -hmm. and it kind of, it hits a perspective because... People who are hypercritical of themselves, like we tend to be, mm-hmm. will find themselves saying, I'm not good enough to do this. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually do something or you uh, like you start talking to someone and you start laying knowledge on them mm-hmm. and you'll walk away from that conversation, and be like, where the hell did that come from? It's yeah. always been within you. Mm-hmm. And. um. I'll give you, I will give you a perfect example. So this past weekend, I I was a little down. I'm not going to lie. I was going through some depression moments. And Saturday, um, we have like in-person training before uh, they do the shows at the Alley Cats. Mm -hmm. And um, there was one game that we were playing. It was a number of words. And that's when three people are in the scene. And each person is given a certain amount of words that they can say. I was given five words. Another person was given four and one another. And the other person was given one. And I struggled with the game and I didn't struggle with any of the other stuff that we did on Saturday, but I struggled with that. 
And for the rest of the night, I was like, I've never been that good. Like every time I try to do something and it's that perfectionist Mm -hmm. in me. And then tonight we have the Zoom class and they introduce new stuff so that we can learn how to do their style of uh, improv. Mm -hmm. And they had me go first every time. And maybe it's because I missed last the last two weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when I did it, um, the first time I did it, we did the first two. uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. But um, hold on, I got my note. I got my notebook right here, so I can tell you what the word is. Handy I think it's principles. Notebook. We did the first two principles, mm-hmm. and uh, I did a scene, and I did something in that scene where I actually did a third principle, and uh, didn't know it, mm-hmm. and was told it was like you actually did something that I was going to talk about after we went through these scenes, yeah, um, and introduce it. So good, and I was like. Okay. And then we did the next set of scenes where we introduced the third principle Mm -hmm. and I did pretty well with that. And then at the end, it was what they kind of put into perspective is like, all of you are here because we think you're funny. Mm -hmm. If we didn't, you wouldn't be here. It doesn't matter like the training and all that stuff. We think that you will be great with us because we want to make money with you. Yeah. And I was like, I'm been so hard on myself for the past week and now I can actually see like how funny how funny I am or like what what I offer to people mm-hmm. not only here with, on the podcast or with you or AD at work like I have things to offer but whenever I'm down for whatever that reason is I start thinking that I'm not mm-hmm. so that is my long-winded way cuz I <laughs> set the whole thing up Mm-hmm. to say that everybody is capable of everything that they want to do. The reason why they don't is because they have been sold this idea or it has been embedded in them that they are not good enough mm-hmm. because people don't want to see you succeed or they, the way that they boost themselves up is to push you so far down So now then you start believing that there's something wrong with you. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. You are strong and capable and smart and an effective leader. You just have to allow yourself to be those things because once you actually allow that person to exist, you're unstoppable. Mm. So, Mm. But good. I mean, you know, I tried. You know, yeah. Back, huh? Okay, you gave me motivation for my motivation. Okay, I mean, you know, you're good with words anyway, and I be keeping mine short and sweet. <laughs> um, you know, I I just get enamored by how you elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be using them ten dollar words. <laughs> Okay. On Scrabble. Or words are friends. <laughs> Triple word score. Um, okay, by you saying that, that leads me into what I'm gonna say. Okay. So what I'm gonna say is don't um become complacent with where you are in life right now. Yeah. Um allow yourself to be open to learning and expanding your brain to new things. And I say that because 
on yesterday I had um, signed up for this free webinar for um, a famous uh, celebrity stylist. And I was, it was like for an hour. Normally she'd be charging like 500 for her class. Mm. But she ended up having to have a, a, a free webinar that I signed up for when I saw that she had it. And I put my name on it and then they sent the link and stuff. So I learned some new things. Um, you know, learn some other things that can add to my revenue that can, um, you know, have me from being behind a chair list and making more money. Um, and just, you know, being open to explore other things within my career mm-hmm. and not being like, oh, I'm just going to do this and see where this, you know, you know how you be complacent to where you're like, well, I'm doing this now and this is working. So I'm just going to stick with this. Yeah. It's like, don't be afraid to like, tap into another lane that can help build what you built and to help your family, stuff like that. And then also it can like expand your mind, like to learn new stuff. Cause there's other things I want to tap into. Um, I just got to like find the resources. So for me to have that webinar pop up, it um, showed me like those resources that I do need to tap in because sometimes I, be- I would become frustrated because I don't know where to start. Yeah. So that was like a starting point. Cause it's like, okay, you're giving me some tools that I can look into so I can know what exactly I need to do to do more research to be where I want to be. Yeah. So because I did that, I feel more like motivated to not be complacent. Yeah. Because I don't want to be stuck in a rut and just be complaining mm-hmm. and not doing anything. Like I got to put action to it. So allow yourself to be open to things like that. I love that because some people get into a groove mm-hmm. and something that works and they don't want to do anything different because it was a struggle to get there. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, I'm good. But normally, and we've talked about this a lot and I, and like the way that you feel when you get complacent is that you're no longer growing mm-hmm. and we are always growing you know we we have to evolve or else like you've seen the people who they peak in high school and then they do nothing else Mm -hmm. because they don't know where to go yeah so they they get in that groove and they stay there but allowing yourself to find that that starting point and not being afraid to start or not being afraid to start over in some instances. Right. It shows you and it will allow you to find that person that I was just talking about, being that that strong-willed person that doesn't let anybody stop them from doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talk about uh, having to start cybersecurity school so that I can try to get a job that will help pay the bills while I do what I actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Is it tough? It can be. But one, it was a necessity for the family. And two, I just want to get out of the environment that I'm in. Right. And because even though it's comfortable and I got a good groove and I know what I'm doing, I'm not growing. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, I'm not being cultivated the way that I need to be. Right. So I decided to start. So that, look at this. I know. Look at that. 
you know, you, piggybacking off of the piggyback. You are just amazing to say that. Thank you, baby. Because I'm proud of you for, we've been talking about it. It's like, where do I start? Mm-hmm. And people have a hard time finding that, that place. But once you find it and you get going, mm-hmm. so much more stuff is going to, so many more blessings are going to come through when that happens. Right. Thanks. Well, <laughs> it's time to wrap this thing on up. It we is. appreciate oh. you mm-hmm. for listening. Yeah. But we also got to take one more opportunity. One more. See, today, today is the 6th of March. Mm-hmm. And today is one of my best friend's birthday. Birthday. My homie, Edwin L. Williams the second. Come on now. Turn 37 today. Are you telling the whole where he's age? Hey, you know, he, he don't look a lick over 22. Three seven. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something about, let me tell you something about my friend Edwin. Okay. When I moved here to Dallas, <coughs> I knew Greg. I knew Howard. I might've known some other people who lived here, but I didn't know they live here. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I got to school, I struggled. Mightily, because I was scared of my own shadow. <laughs> I ain't know where to go. Right, right. And my boy Edwin, he was a, a manager at a Liberty Tax office and was having to sneak away to come to class. Mm-hmm. So much so that my classmates decided to pull Edwin to the side and tell him he wasn't pulling his weight and they didn't think he was going to make it and all this stuff, right? And then one day... You know, I used to do my YouTube stuff mm-hmm. and I brought to the class this idea of, uh, and it was a good idea too. The idea was, it was like, you know how you have your AA meetings, but everybody got together and they talked about how they were addicted to Candy Crush. <laughs> like it was a good idea for yeah. the time. And when I brought it up to to everybody, people just looked at me like I was crazy. Somebody like scoffed at it and that hurt my feelings. Haters. So I stepped out in the hallway and I was crying. I thought about quitting. And then Edwin came in. He was coming in. He happened to be a little late. He asked me what was up. And I and I said what I said. And he was like, I'd love to film some stuff with you. So he came over to our apartment and we filmed. It was kind of like a double entendre video. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first time we had collaborated together. And from that point, we had been really good friends. He's my brother. I would do anything for him. And I've filmed so many things since then. We have, and we've grown as I won performers. Short film awards. Yes, he's the reason why I've won these Best Actor Awards and had all these opportunities because he had something that he needed to get filmed. And he's like, I think, I think you would be perfect for this. You would bring exactly what I need. And... The fact that I actually made it through KD that first semester mm-hmm. is because of Edwin. Edwin, he one time he gave me gas money because I couldn't make it down from Carrollton to Dallas. He gave me a job at Liberty Tax. So I could make money to be able to pay my tuition. 
Gave like, me one too when I moved here. Yep. Gave Michaela a job when she came out because Kayla was ready to start her life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't find too many good people that want to help you and have no malice behind it. So I am fortunate and we are fortunate to tell my best friend, my good friend, Mr. Edwin L. Williams II, have a merry and happy birthmas from the YU podcast. <laughs> Anything you want to add since I said that whole lava for you? No, you said um, everything, you know, <laughs> I said everything. that uh, I would have said too. Yeah, he Happy was. Birthday he was in our wedding. He was there when AD was born. You don't have too many good friends like that, and I am blessed and honored to have met him and have have stuck with him through yeah. some good times, some crazy times. And when and I gained, we filmed a movie one time for somebody, <laughs> and we were editing it, and we were so depressed putting that movie together <laughs> that we went out to eat every night like we ended up at Chili's one time and got drunk off those dollar margaritas because we were like how are we gonna put this piece of shit together but we did it you know what I'm saying like that someone who's willing to get down in the trenches with you right and and fight it out I I hope that y'all I've got three really 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 good brothers and then I've got Michaela who's my soulmate my I am blessed yep and honored to have all these people in my life <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now let's wrap this thing up for Michaela love you guys thank you for supporting the why you podcast Alfonso we bid you a good day in the do remember if you're gonna win you're gonna win as a winner and if you're gonna lose you're gonna lose as a loser and not as a quitter we love you. We appreciate you. Don't be out here making cringy content. <laughs> be appreciative of the people that you have around you. And you are capable of all these things that you think that you're not. Thanks. And don't be afraid to start. Mm-hmm. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>